Hello and welcome to the Fuck It Diet podcast. My name is my chicken nuggets already. Whoops, I forgot about that. All right, I've eaten the chicken nuggets and I'm back here ready to tell you what this episode is going to be about. <sighs> so I I have some conversations with some great people and I'm excited to share those with you on upcoming episodes, but today I'm going to break down some angry comments and DMs I got from one person who wanted clarification on binging versus binge eating disorder. And though this person came at me with a lot of vitriol and a lot of accusations and a lot of... uh, a lot of wording and um, energy that I would usually just block, there was something in what she was saying that I thought that maybe I needed to sit down and kind of comb through and put together a response, maybe for her, maybe for myself, maybe for you guys. (laughs) It's for you guys. Um, And because she was so angry, It was a little bit hard in the beginning before I really sat down with it and started writing up a long and detailed breakdown of her concerns, a lot of concerns. Um, It was hard to tell what she was actually upset about and I couldn't tell until I really did the breakdown whether whether she had a, a legitimate gripe that needed to be addressed or whether she just doesn't agree with the fuck a diet and never will and there's no real point in responding because the amount of words I got from this person angry words I think she just wanted to be angry however in writing the response I have realized that there that this is something that I can address with you guys let's talk about the difference between binging and binge eating disorder and also break down the reason that I don't make the distinction all the time because there is a reason. Now, I'm gonna read you the very first comment that I got from her. I've I've taken a lot of screenshots of things. I also, um, you know, she came back at me and I'm gonna read it all. And she's gonna be totally anonymous. There's no part of me that wants anything bad, you know, I don't want anyone to come after her or go into her DMs. I'm not sharing who this is. I deleted the comment. I let her know that I, you know, because she was DMing me and I I asked her if she wanted my long response and she never responded because she sent me all of these things, all these angry things, all these reasons why I'm predatory and irresponsible and this is an ethical issue and blah, 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 blah. She was very angry. And this is also the reason why I was sitting with it and not just blocking her and not just, um, you know, writing it off as a troll because I, I do want to make sure that I'm always in integrity and that I'm not being unethical and that I'm not ignoring something that's important. So I took the time to really break this down for my own sake, for her sake, if I thought she was actually going to care to hear a response, which she doesn't care. She literally never responded to me. Okay, I'm going to get into all of it, actually. Um, and the good side, I mean, I really usually don't and shouldn't honestly give trolls and extremely angry people the time of day because it's an incredible emotional, spiritual, mental 
and then because of that physical energy suck and you know fielding angry people who don't agree with the fuck a diet would be a full-time unpaid job answering questions of people who have read the book would also be a full-time unpaid job and so i'm constantly trying to find a balance put up boundaries but then also listen to the questions that people have so I know that I'm addressing the right things and also make sure that I am not wrong. You know, that's why I took the time with this. And it took a very long time for me to actually get to the core of what she was saying, even though she was not being clear. What she was actually saying was that she doesn't agree with the fuck diet. But it took me a very long time to get there. Okay, so this is her first comment. The fuck a diet. Could you please clarify whether you think binge eating disorder without restriction is a real disorder? I emailed twice and you never responded. As someone who doesn't restrict and formerly binged to cope with anxiety disorder, I find it upsetting that a lot of your posts imply that binging only occurs in the context of restriction and that if people just ate whatever they wanted, they'd be fine. If I could do that, I could have been Wait, sorry. If I did that, I could have been diagnosed with diabetes. It's really upsetting to have my questions and my ED, eating disorder, and ignored by you. All right. So there's a lot more to read. But just to start, I read this and I was like, okay, this person sounds like just wanting to be angry. And usually I would block. But I didn't know. I didn't know if she was really asking a question, which is why I took all the time with this. Now, she had a follow-up comment under her comment, but I didn't see that until after I'd already responded. So I responded, binging can also be a response to trauma and or emotions, emotional repression, but restriction is a very, very important and ignored piece. My book has more context if you want and if you haven't read it. But I would also encourage you to reflect on why you think I owe each and every person an answer to questions, especially when there are affordable resources. I get too many queries, 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 to respond to each one. It would be a full-time unpaid job. Oh my God. Okay, I'm in my parents' house, A um, FYI. That's why there's a clock ticking. That's why the sound quality isn't as good. That's why there's a phone ringing right now. So we're just going to have to suffer like this. You have to suffer, unfortunately, the way I have to suffer. <laughs> At the end of my comment, I said, I also recommend a health at every size informed ther therapist and or dietitian best to you. Now, she had also, also commented, and I hadn't seen it till after, you seem to be really targeting people who binge with your books, social and web presence as you constantly mention binge eating. I think answering this question is really important if not an ethical issue if you're profiting off targeting this disordered eating behavior. So in her question, it's, it's, it's a little bit unclear what she's upset about, okay? But it sounds like she's saying restriction was not my problem. I had binge eating disorder. It was because of anxiety. I fixed it. And I don't agree with you saying that binging is always restriction. Now, I do not believe that binging is always restriction. And in the book, I break that down a lot. I also talk about that a lot here. I talk about it um, 
in Instagram captions, but the emotional piece, the trauma piece, that is the other part that we have to address. But you cannot address that without prioritizing addressing restriction because inevitably if you are binging in response to trauma or response to if that's your coping mechanism there is going to be mental restriction and guilt and the culture getting into your head that that is what restriction is and it is going to exacerbate the problem so without addressing that piece at every along every step of the way, every step of the journey without understanding how much restriction will become a part of your binge eating or your binge eating disorder. Without understanding that, you will most likely be missing a big piece and that is something that I have noticed that the mainstream dialogue is missing, which is why I talk about it all the time. We have to address restriction, we have to address restriction. In the book, when I talk about the emotional part, when I talk about emotions, when I talk about numbing out, when I talk about distracting, we can absolutely use emotional, um, you know, people call it emotional addictions, right? A way to distract. We can do that with a million things and food is one of them, but you cannot address it by restricting. You have to address it by addressing those things directly and also addressing restriction. So. I'm going to continue talking about that and I'm also going to be reading you my response that I wrote to her that I didn't send to her. Um, I asked her if she wanted me to send her the long response when she DM'd me lots of angry things and she never responded. That's why I'm just using it for this because I spent a fucking long time on it. So I'm using it for this episode. (sighs) Now... I'm also going to be breaking down the difference between binging and binge eating disorder. And as I said, the reason why I don't always make the distinction, but I'm first going to read her responses to my response. She said, you have a lot of people reviewing the book at Goodreads saying exactly what I'm saying, yet you don't address it at all in your frequently asked questions of your website. In fact, you encourage chronic bingers and people who feel out of control with food to buy the book and on the same page specify it's not for anyone with an eating disorder. What do you think binge eating disorder is? Okay, now this is a little bit incorrect because I talk about how the book is for chronic bingers, and people who feel out of control with food. I say that the book club, which is a program where there are Q&As with me and also a community where people can talk to each other on their journey on the fuck it diet. That is not for people with active eating disorders. That is a liability issue. It would be irresponsible to do it any other way. And I say that this book can be a supplement for people with an eating disorder, but it is not a replacement for treatment that is also responsible it would be a liability issue it would be irresponsible not to say that now she is offended and sensitive about her identifying with having binge eating disorder she is angry that I talk about restriction as something that relates to binge eating disorder don't worry I'm going to get into all of this um Why wouldn't you add a section in your frequently asked questions about binge eating disorder to clarify who intuitive eating might not be suitable for to prevent this? Now, here is where we bump up against the fact that 
we inherently do not agree. She's saying that intuitive eating is not suitable for people with binge eating disorder. I and many other eating disorder professionals disagree, okay? Now there's nuance here and I was, I'm also going to get into that. I also, um, I really sat down and was trying to kind of flesh this out because the last fucking thing I want is to be leading certain people astray or to be, you know, out of integrity or irresponsible with the way that I word things. So because I've done all the time to comb through this and clarify it even more, that's why I want to share it with you. And I also disagree with her. I disagree with this girl. Okay. You're building an empire around this idea with the book, website, merch, social, and now informal counseling. Why wouldn't you address and take into consideration this very real eating disorder? You use words directly from diagnostic criteria for binge eating disorder over and over again without doing the due diligence of clarifying that for some people, the solution is not eat whatever. She puts that in quotes. Not everyone is going to read your book. Some people are going to follow your socials, which with this kind of follower count, you also profit from. No, I don't. I don't make a penny from my Instagram. Okay. Your messaging on these channels is constantly that any kind of restriction is a diet. Yes. Any kind of diet is fat phobic and harmful. Yes. Um, and there we're, bu- we're bumping up against the fact that she just inherently doesn't agree with the fuck a diet. So if, if I had been able to really lock into those things when she was writing to me, I might have been able to be like, okay, you have an issue with, with way more than just what you say, you know, on the surface you have an issue with. Um, she said, you're basically doing exactly what you claim to hate and end up concern trolling people who have to medically restrict. Okay, so this is also her showing me and telling me that she believes that people who have binge eating disorder need to medically restrict, and that is what recovery is. And that is something that I vehemently disagree with, and therein lies the problem. But again, because she doesn't say that explicitly, I didn't realize that that's actually what she was trying to say. Um... She said, and whether you realize it or not, you're encouraging others to do the same because they see any mention of diet or link between restriction and health as fat phobic in quotes. Again, she's showing me that she doesn't agree with the fuck a diet. You don't educate or make space for exceptions for those in recovery from binge eating disorder at all. So again, she's essentially saying that people with binge eating disorder need to restrict. That is something that I disagree with. That is the crux of this issue, but I'm going to get way more into it to, to really explain the nuance there and the thing that she's missing by refusing to read the book. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay. So whenever we, uh, she said, so whenever we celebrate eating better or staying away from foods that harm us or what exactly fat phobic. Okay. Again, she's saying that her way of quote unquote healing her eating disorder was, is to stay away from foods that harm her, which really what she's saying is she's staying away from trigger foods that trigger her binges and she is considering that recovery. I don't consider that recovery. Okay. Uh, Uh, she said, you're you're both encouraging us to buy into your mentality with all the binge language and claiming you have the answer to end binging, but you're not a medical professional, not a medical professional. She says it twice. Um, 
you offer counseling and use studies by medical professionals, but you are not a medical professional. And then she says, then when you find out people are beyond a medical limit of binge that you never define or make clear, you turn them away only after they buy the book to clarify it's not for them. And then you never acknowledge this is a thing on your website, frequently asked questions or socials. Where's the accountability? That's straight up predatory. Okay, so reading that without being able to understand what she was actually saying and actually signaling to me that she doesn't agree with the fuck a diet and thinks that people with binge eating disorder need to restrict and that that is what recovery is. Without understanding that that's what she was saying, I was like, oh shit, let me sit down and read this a couple of times and really understand what she's so upset about because the last thing I want to do is be unclear. The last thing I want to do is have someone think that I'm being predatory and unethical um, because it matters. It matters. But let me, so what I would like to do, okay, so I consulted my friend and eating disorder dietitian, Casey Bonanno, and I just bounced some of this off of her just to cross my T's, dot my I's, make sure that I'm not stuck in my own bullshit. Um, and it was very helpful. I'm going to share what she said because it'll, it'll probably be nice for you to hear, um, a similar perspective that I have from someone else who works directly with people with eating disorders, because I don't work with people with eating disorders. And yes, it's a very fuzzy line in between disordered eating and eating disorders. And, um, that's just the way that it is and for liability issues and also so people get the care that they need it's really important that I encourage everybody with an active eating disorder to seek treatment Um, but I my content is educational and for educational purposes and hopefully helpful um, when people are getting the support that they need okay so I woke up the next day to those responses to my response from her and then I got uh, messages and this is what they said. So you blocked the whole thread because someone disagreed with you? By the way, I didn't block anything. I didn't even block her. Um, I have no idea if she just had trouble finding her comment for a second. I'm really not sure what the situation was, but she thought that I had deleted her comment, which I now have after trying to communicate with her and her not responding. Um, But I had not at that point. She said, I'm not a troll. I have a very real experience of a binge eating disorder and you're just going to shut down discussion from anyone who questions you? That is so irresponsible. You've just literally erased binge eating disorder from your comment thread and it's not on your website or social yet. You're selling your book to people who do and oh, selling people to do have binge eating disorder and not clarifying that their disorder puts them outside the limits of your advice. Again, disagree until they buy the book apparently how can you think this is okay and then her next uh, message this is in the middle of the night by the way her next message said okay it looks like you turned it back on so comments are visible now i appreciate it thank you i'm not trying to attack you i'm just trying to prevent harm from coming to people like me again i totally believe that she believes that i'm causing harm to people like her so uh, i get that that is where she's coming from i just don't agree with her perspective on binge eating disorder recovery but again there is nuance and so we will get into it 
Um, it is so alarming to me that you'd advertise counseling for people in such a vulnerable position on your website and then say that you'll turn them away if you think they have an ED. All the while using the words binging and fuck it diet over and over like it's a cure-all without making it crystal clear on your website that binge eating disorder falls outside the limits of the fuck it diet. I say over and over again that eating disorders fall out of the scope of anything that I am able to treat because I'm not a medical professional. And that is really important for me to say over and over and over and over again. Um, just responding here to her. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. She said, I'll leave it alone now. I know you're just a person, but please consider clarifying the binge eating disorder exists and that anyone with an eating disorder falls outside of your advice as you're not a medical professional in the frequently asked questions. I already do, so I don't know why she's saying that I don't. Okay, but I did add something specifically responding to this concern. I'm sure it's not what she wanted me to say, but it was giving nuance to binge eating disorder and how restriction is often a part, even if it's not the cause of someone's binge eating disorder. Again, we'll get into it. Okay, so that's all she sent to me. Um, I'm going to read my response to her that I never sent because I actually, af- my response to her after she sent me those DMs, and I'm only explaining all of the things that she sent to me because I, I need you to understand what she sent in order to understand why I wrote about certain things in my response. But I think that those things will also be clarifying for you who are listening to this and also for anyone who might wonder about the same things that she's talking about or worry about the same things that she's talking about. I'm sure there are people who do. Clearly clearly people on Goodreads uh, who are reviewing the book negatively feel that way. I don't read the Goodreads reviews because they stress me out, okay? Um... So I'm going to read my response to her, and then I'm going to also read some of the things that Casey Bonanno sent that will be helpful in clarifying binge eating disorder as well. And I'll also be reading that diagnostic material or diagnostic criteria, sorry, diagnostic criteria for binge eating disorder that this woman is talking about. Let me find it. Where are I? Oh, I wrote just for my own sake. The, the title of this note is, For People Concerned About Binge Eating Disorder. Hello. Okay, so what I, I'm sorry that I'm a little bit all over the place right now. I didn't really organize all of my screenshots and all of my notes in like a flow that would have been helpful for me to do before I started recording this. But I did respond to her that I didn't turn off the comments and that I've written a long response, would you like me to send it? And a whole day went by and she never responded. And so I told her, that I was going to use my response and my clarification on all of these things for a podcast episode so I can communicate with other people who feel this way and clarify the nuance. And I've also updated my frequently asked questions and that I will keep her anonymous and delete the comment so nobody can come after her. She never responded to that either. And that is that. I told her that I wished her the best. And I do, though I think she's very mean. <laughs> okay, so this is what I wrote. And I will be popping in and out of what I wrote to clarify some things and to read the diagnostic criteria for binge eating disorder, etc. I said, I want to address some of your concerns, though I am not sure that there is a point because I, I actually think that at the core of all this that we just don't agree. And I usually block people who spew this kind of vitriol at me. And 
I said, I thought I was going to send this to her at this point. I said, if this exchange goes south, that is what I will end up doing. Um, I said, calling me predatory and citing an ethical concern, those are no small things. Though I would also counter back that eating disorder treatment that doesn't address fat phobia or restriction, and yes, even binge eating disorder, is actually what's unethical. What I will say is that my frequently asked questions page is pretty new. I wrote it during COVID. So I will absolutely update some of what I've written below just so my perspective on your concerns with binge eating disorder is even clearer. Um, so one of the things that she had accused me of in the comment is that I, I deny the necessity of people having medical restrictions, right? Um, and so I said, I always fully support people's necessary medical restrictions, though in this case, it's unclear to me whether you're talking about yourself or just giving a hypothetical, but if what you're saying is that you personally restrict as a way to get a handle on binge eating disorder and you're angry that I don't recommend that to other people, then yes, what we have here is that I disagree with that method, even for binge eating disorder. And if it is working for you, that's wonderful. I encourage people to do what works for them. I am not going to tell you that your experience is not your experience, but I would still never encourage that method for anyone else seeking recovery from binge eating disorder. So if my pulse on this is correct, and that is your big concern, then we're just gonna have to agree to disagree part ways after this. If you're interested in hearing more of my perspective, then please read on. I like broke this up into little different chunks because I wouldn't have been able to send it all in a DM. It would have been too long. I was like prepping. I was trying to make it. I don't, it's really pretty nuts because I, I don't <laughs> like putting all of this. If I put all of this energy into every angry comment that I got or every angry DM, I would be doing this all day, every day. But for some reason with this, there was something that I felt maybe did need slight clarification. And it also just took me so long to figure out what she was actually upset about. So, okay, I said also, this morning I also consulted an eating disorder professional, a health at every size eating disorder dietitian to bounce off your specific concerns, just to, as I've already said, cross my T's and dot my I's. And she's in full agreement that restriction is almost always a piece and it is always where she starts. When you heal restriction, there can and often is lingering emotional binging that might also be in response to trauma or something else, but you must address restriction first and continue to address restriction as you go forward. And this is what I've been saying over and over for years. If you would like me to forward her response and thoughts after this, I'd be happy to. So this is all, again, just remember, I'm, I'm reading a letter that I was planning on sending somebody. So I was essentially saying, if you want me to send you what she said, I'm happy to. So the next thing I said is, I've been writing about what I've been learning and experiencing as I healed my own dieting and my own extreme binging and what I've been hearing from readers. There's nothing predatory about it. And if you feel that it doesn't apply to you, that is something you have every right to feel and not everybody resonates with everybody. When I say that restriction leads to binging, I mean it, it does. And so even if restriction is not the root cause or even the start of binging, for instance, 
when it's trauma or anxiety, restriction can and usually is still a big piece of the bigger puzzle that will make healing difficult and it must be addressed. I have also said this over and over and over and over on my blog over the years, on my podcast, in the captions, on Instagram as well, and all of them are free. Now, if you don't agree with that, that's a different story. That's okay. You don't have to agree with me, but the vitriol, my friend, is fully unwarranted. I didn't say my friend because that would be a little slightly more patronizing, but I'm seeing it now. Okay. Here is the big important thing. One of the reasons that I do not make the distinction between chronic binging and binge eating disorder is because many people believe that they have binge eating disorder and don't realize how much of it is caused by restriction. I'm not saying that's your experience, but it is the experience of a large chunk of people. And that is why I don't make the distinction. The distinction. All of the diagnostic criteria for binge eating disorder that you say I use is actually just what I experienced with my own binging. All of those things. And I didn't have binge eating disorder. For me, it was all restriction. Now, I am going to read, and I will link to this. I'm going to read from the, from NIDA, nationaleatingdisorders.org. I'm going to read the binge eating disorder diagnostic criteria. Recurrent episodes of binge eating. An episode of binge eating is characterized by both of the following. Eating <laughs> in a discrete period of time, for example, within any two hour period. An amount of food that is definitely larger than what most people would eat in a similar period of time under similar circumstances. A sense of a lack of control over eating during the episode, like a feeling that you cannot stop eating or control what or how much you're eating. The binge eating episodes are associated with three or more of the following. One, eating more rapidly than normal. Two, eating until feeling uncomfortably, uncomfortably full. Three, eating large amounts of food when not feeling physically hungry. Four, eating alone because of feeling embarrassed by how much one is eating. Five, feeling disgusted with oneself, depressed, or very guilty afterwards. The next thing they say is, marked distress regarding binge eating is present. The next thing, the binge eating occurs on average at least once a week for three months. The next thing is, the binge eating is not associated with the recurrent use of inappropriate compensatory behaviors, for example, purging, as in bulimia nervosa, and does not occur exclusively during the course of bulimia nervosa or anorexia nervosa. So in some ways, that's them saying um, it's not in response to extreme undereating like with anorexia. However, I would say that you don't have to have extreme undereating to also be restricting in a way that can lead to binge eating or even be diagnosed with binge eating disorder. Okay, so here are the warning signs and symptoms of binge eating disorder. Emotional and behavioral. Evidence of binge eating, including disappearance of large amounts of food in short periods of time or lots of empty wrappers and containers indicating consumption of large amounts of food, appears uncomfortable eating around others. 
any new practice with food or fad diets, including cutting out entire food groups, no sugar, no carbs, no dairy, vegetarianism, veganism. Okay, so that right there is saying, hello, restriction. Okay. Fear of eating in public or with others. Steals or hoards food in strange places. Creates lifestyle schedules or rituals to make time for binge sessions. Withdraws from usual friends and activities. Frequently diets. Shows extreme concern with body weight and shape. Frequent checking in the mirror for perceived flaws in appearance. Has secret recurring episodes of binge eating. Um, eating in uh, a discreet period of time. Just like they said before feels a lack of control over ability to stop eating, disruption in normal eating behaviors, including eating throughout the day with no planned meal times, skipping meals or taking small portions of food at regular meals, engaging in sporadic fasting or repetitive dieting, developing food rituals, excessive chewing, not allowing foods to touch. Uh, those are just examples. Eating alone out of embarrassment at the quantity of food being eaten, feelings of disgust, depression, or guilt after overeating, fluctuations in weight, feelings of low self-esteem um, and then physical markers are noticeable noticeable fluctuations in weight both up and down stomach cramps other non-specific gastrointestinal complaints and difficulties concentrating okay so what she's implying is that i'm like taking from that to try and like get clients or get people to read my book as opposed to understanding that i've only ever been writing about my own experience with eating and binging and all of those things applied to it and for me and for many 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 people restriction was the main problem and that is the thing that I feel like we don't have mainstream or cultural awareness over and that is why it is so important for me to talk about it now let's talk about what the difference is between Binging and binge eating disorder, I would go so far to say that just like all disordered eating and all eating disorders, it is a spectrum and it is a fuzzy line between the two things, but essentially severity. And I'm going to read what Casey Bonanno said, if I can find it in my vast collection of notes. Do-do-do. Okay. She said, the difference between binging and binge eating disorder is that binging is usually based on restriction and with incorporating all foods, some self-reflection and general coping skills, it can be resolved. Binge eating disorder is more com complex and will take a deeper dive into the psychological or emotional components, usually requiring mental health professions such as a therapist and a dietitian, but restriction whether physical or mental, is often a component of binge eating disorder as well and must first be addressed or ruled out before the emotional work can be done. That is fully my perspective. That is what the book gets into, especially in the emotional part and the, and the mental part. I, I have never in a million years denied that there can be such an emotional piece to not only our eating, but also then our relationship to our bodies and diets, and it gets very, very complex really quickly. But you cannot address those things by restricting, and that is what is being implied with these angry comments and DMs to me. Again, this was something that I couldn't really, 
Again, I couldn't really tell what the hell she was saying because when she talks about medical restrictions, she wasn't really putting it in terms of binge eating disorder, but that is my deduction after sitting down with it and trying to understand what are you upset about? What exactly are you upset about? Okay. Casey said, um, I would also add that while I don't support any kind of dieting, medically advised or not to treat binging, sorry, let me make that more clear. She said, I don't support any kind of dieting, medically advised and not to treat binging. I do believe that consistent or regular eating patterns and making sure you have a carbohydrate, fat, and protein at all meals and snacks definitely helps which isn't a diet, but more like planned eating habits to help ground you and make sure that your body feels fed. I added that part. I also think that there are times when symptom relief is needed. So sometimes instead of diving in to eat whatever you want all of the time, I will systematically introduce binge foods into a client's diet so that it is less overwhelming. It just really depends on the person and the situation. So what Casey is saying there, and she is an eating disorder dietitian. This is what she does all day, every day. She knows what she's talking about. She is saying for some people, it can feel too panic inducing and overwhelming to just, you know, erase all the rules and start eating. It can be easier to do it systematically slowly but surely allowing more foods into your diet, which honestly, when I went through my own fuck it diet, that's what I naturally did because I was so petrified that I was like, okay, I'm gonna add this in, I'm gonna buy this, I'm gonna like allow this food. And I naturally went through, but what she's saying is she sometimes provides that structure for people, but still the idea is never to avoid certain foods for the rest of your life because you have a disorder. That is ignoring the fact that restriction is going to perpetuate the the dynamic with food. Um, okay, okay, okay. I want to read something else that she said. Uh, da, 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 da. She said, in all my years of working in this profession, I have never worked with someone who didn't res- restrict in some capacity, physical or mental, that then led to their binging. This is likely the lack of awareness of all the things that are that are restriction. Like we can think, oh no, well we don't diet, but we're not aware of how much guilt can be a mental restriction and actually affect the way we relate to food. Uh, she said, this is likely the lack of awareness of all the things that are restriction and how our culture promotes a lot of restrictive behaviors and passes them off as normal. I do think that people can address the restriction and still binge for emotional purposes. Often I let people know that there are biological and psychological reasons we binge. We first address the biology, for example, don't restrict, eat all foods, unconditional permission to eat so that then we can address and pinpoint the emotional. And also, if you have read the book, my book, you'll remember maybe that the physical part comes before the mention the sorry the physical part becomes before the emotional and the mental parts i was trying to put the word emotional and mental together and i was saying emotional but that's why i address restriction first and then address emotions second um 
She said, I think what you have said, correct me if I'm wrong, is that a lot of people think they have a binging problem and what is actually true is they are restricting and their restricting, restricting is causing them to binge. Often resolving your restriction will decrease your binging. Of course, binging and emotional eating is a coping skill, but you can't really address that until you eliminate the restriction. Again, I fully agree with Casey and this is what I have said <laughs> over and over and over. Um, it's just that this woman didn't want to read it. She just wanted to be angry with me and had a personal experience um, that she felt I was ignoring, I guess. So where does this leave us? Oh, I know where it leaves us. I didn't even finish reading my letter that I never sent to this lady. I wish I'd just said her name in the beginning or gave her a pseudonym. Um, so I could be addressing her, but I didn't and it's too late now. Okay, this is what I said. This is how I finished my letter that I never sent that I'm reading to you in case you are curious about similar things. I said, many people who binge consistently do not have binge eating disorder. And you know that, but I do argue that the line is blurred and that eating disorder treatment is often weight-centric and fat-phobic, and that can get in the way of true recovery, and I stand by that. Also, just, just for the record, I've also never claimed to be eating disorder recovery, ever. I've never, ever in a million years marketed the Vaca Diet as eating disorder recovery, though many, many people, even in sharing my work, say that the Vaca Diet is eating disorder recovery, of course, because we all define eating disorders differently and because the Vaca Diet has been very helpful as a supplement for a lot of people with eating disorders. But I see my work more as cultural commentary and a perspective that I find the mainstream dialogue is missing when it comes to dieting and disordered eating and eating disorders. I'm sure there was a way that I could have just created this into a blog post and therefore more of like an article that was like a little bit more professional and then just read it out. But man, this was such a saga. This all happened yesterday or the day before maybe. And I was waiting all day yesterday for a response from her that never came. And so I let her know, thank you for this content, good sir. Um, I, I felt like I spent so much time on the response and I, you know, I had, I had consulted with Casey Bonanno that I'm, I'm going to, um, link to Casey and you should go follow her on Instagram. Her handle is Dallas nutritional counseling and everything she posts is great. And we found each other on the internet, you know, through health at every size circles. But then we actually started talking when I got Molly and we were talking about dogs because she has two dogs and then we started talking about Bravo TV and the rest is history. So we chat all the time about Bravo, about dogs, about, you know, we will often bounce like angry comments off of each other to be like, what do we say to this? And she's really helpful and she's really good at what she does. So I highly recommend you go follow her. You can go follow her at Dallas Nutritional Counseling. I will link to it in the show notes and also there's a slight chance that she might change her handle at some point i know that she's talked about that before so 
if she does, if you look up, if you listen to this in, you know, six months and you look up Dallas Nutritional Counseling and it doesn't exist, just find the show notes of this episode and I'll link to where you can find her. She's great. But where does this leave us? Why did I, why did I read off a dramatic, dramatic comments and DMs and then my response to it? Why didn't I just organize my thoughts better? Well, dear listener, I, I can't always do that. I can't always do that. My brain is broken. My brain is broken from the heat, from the world falling apart, from me not even living in my house right now because I'm trying to not live in a city so I can have some space away from people. My God, I'm lucky to be able to do that. I'm in my parents' house right now. But I'm just, I'm not at my best, my friends. I'm not at my best. But I thought that it was important to address the difference between binging and binge eating disorder. Honestly, it's a really fuzzy line. And I think that, you know, a lot of people are like me and never was diagnosed with an eating disorder because I never sought treatment because I thought I could heal myself with a diet. But I always assumed that if I had an eating disorder, it would be binge eating disorder. That's what I assumed. And I'm almost positive that depending on the practitioner I went to and the, the treatment center I went to, depending on how, um, you know, entrenched in diet culture and weight stigma they are and fat phobia that I could have easily been diagnosed with binge eating disorder. And I, and I really think it's important that people understand that I, I am not saying that emotions and trauma and using emotional eating or binging as a coping mechanism doesn't exist. It absolutely can exist. However, it almost always coincides, just like Casey said, it almost always coincides with restriction. And I think one of the biggest mistakes that is made is that the restriction is never fully addressed and never fully explored, and therefore restriction becomes the reason that someone keeps binging, even if they've addressed all of their emotional trauma and and everything else. And then the other important thing to understand is that restriction and hating your body and feeling um, feeling like you are some kind of addict or food addict and having these mixed messages with food can also be a trauma in and of itself that we can start binging in response to. And that is where it gets so, so, so tricky, which is why it's so important to pull all of these things apart and understanding how pervasive restriction is and how we live in a culture that has these sneaky messages that have us restricting mentally and subconsciously all of the time and without so much awareness around that it is going to continue to affect the way we relate to food it's going to affect our appetite it's going to affect our eating in a way that may keep us a disordered eater or keep us in an eating disorder and that is why i harp on restriction it is why i talk about how important examining restriction is it is also why i do not and i have already said this on this episode but i do not make the distinction between binging and binge eating disorder because honestly that would 
make a lot of people think that what I'm saying doesn't apply to them because if they have either been diagnosed with or diagnosed themselves with binge eating disorder, they would think, oh, okay, so this doesn't apply to me. I, I'm the kind of person that actually has to restrict my food because I have this binge eating disorder. Whereas I believe very strongly that people with binge eating disorder need to address restriction. Restriction is either the root cause of the binge eating disorder or it's a piece of the binge eating disorder and not addressing it is going to leave people stuck. All right. I hope that that's been clarifying. I don't even know if it has been because I have now talked so much, talked in circles. And... You know, I get a lot of angry DMs, believe me. And if I spent this much time on all of them, I would probably just cry all the time. But thankfully, I usually don't. This, This was something, I mean, you may agree that this is something that was worth clarifying because I'm sure there are other people who are curious about this, honestly. Okay, I'm gonna move along. I'm gonna move along from this and I'm going to read listener stories here we go hi caroline i've read your book and listened to your podcast the success stories are one of the best parts Woohoo! i have a kind of i have a kind of success story i've been a compulsive overeater for around 35 years guess when my compulsive overeating started when i started dieting i never stayed on a diet for more than four days I never, ever lost weight. I was so miserable and in such physical and emotional pain after overeating every single day. So after reading your book, I said, fuck it. I eat when I feel like eating and I eat what I feel like eating. Wait, does that make sense? Oh yeah, I eat when I feel like eating and I eat what I feel like eating. Am I losing weight? No, but I don't give a fuck. I'm not compulsively overeating no pain, no self-hatred. I never forget to eat. (laughs) That's good. I get hungry and then I eat. Revolutionary. What the actual fuck? I feel good. I'm happy. I'm enjoying life. Thank you. I hope you and Molly find relief from the heat. Many, many thanks again, Lola. Wow. That's actually like a perfect response to what I've just been talking about. And again, look, there are some people who would, who would be in a similar position, right? And they would stop restricting and they would maybe find a little bit of relief, but they would still find themselves binging sometimes. And then the question there is, are you restricting in other places? Do you just need more time for your body to trust? And or is there trauma and emotions that you're repressing that we need to find ways for you to be able to actually address? and not just push down in some other way, either with another diet or with a binge in response to the diet or any other coping mechanism that we could use. That is why a holistic approach is important. That is why my book is not just the physical part. It is the emotional part and the mental part. They're all important. And that is also why people who have an eating disorder or or who cannot navigate this on their own need professional support. We deserve it. We need it. Eating disorders and even just disordered eating can be so incredibly complex and we deserve support. And that's how I feel. 
And obviously this podcast is supplemental, inspirational, hopefully supportive material, but it doesn't take the place of treatment. And that's just the fact. That's just the facts. Okay. All right. Is there any last thing that I want to say? Oh, well, of course, if you have your own listener story um, that you would like me to read on the podcast that you think would be helpful for other people to hear, please send it to podcast at carolineduner.com. I have a little backlog, but I love to add to the backlog because it's great to have that to read on the podcast episodes. And if I ever get to a place where I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do for the podcast episode this week. I don't have any interviews that I have saved I can always just do a whole episode of reading listener stories. Um, I am writing my second book. It is about my experience with dieting, way more uh, firsthand, and then my experience with with self-help and how I applied similar extremist mentality to those things. It does not have a title yet, and I will tell you why. It actually does have a title, but I don't think the title is right. And so I'm waiting to tell you what it's called because I don't even know yet. And I talked to my agent today. I literally sent her the book at the end of May and she's been so busy that she hasn't even started reading it until this week. And I have been going absolutely bonkers. Like I've been just losing my mind because I... You know, I have a book deal and it's due in November. And I know that there is an issue with the the macro. I know there's an issue with um, with start to finish. Like it feels like the first part is a different book than the second part right now. And I want to fix that. And I want the title to reflect the, the actual theme of the book that I thread throughout. But I think the one that I'm trying to do right now is kind of like forced and I want to pivot it, but I want her feedback. She's so, she wanted to be an editor. So she's so good at editing, editing, but she's, she's an agent. So she's extremely helpful. She goes above and beyond, but she's also extremely busy. And so I've been like, I kind of reached a dead end in what I was able to do without feedback. And so I've just been going nuts, really, truly. I've like not been doing well because I just want to be able to work on the book and make it good. It's like all I want to do, but I've been stuck and bah. So just today we talked And she told me that it was going to be okay. (laughs) And that's what I want to tell you. It is going to be okay. These times are so weird and so scary and so bizarre. And I don't, I I really, I mean, my God, I'm still having so much trouble processing it. I'm now wondering whether I want to be living in Philadelphia. Do I, how much longer is this going to be going on for? I hate being in the city Um, I love living in a city, but I hate being in the city while this is going on. Um, And not even really, I mean, please don't judge me for this. It's not really because I'm afraid of the virus, though of course I am, you know, taking all the precautions that we are being recommended to take. It's more that I, like fielding people's anxiety over health and people being afraid of other people is really depressing to me and I have worked so hard to untangle myself from being petrified and and afraid of health like that is so much of what I have 
worked on and so much of my worldview you know a holistic approach to health how our mental health impacts our physical health how our mental health impacts our immunity and you know connection is so important and all these things that I'm watching us kind of devolve into this a society that is angry with other people and afraid of other people and sees other people as disease carriers I understand why it's happening I of course I understand but the psychological impact of it is so depressing to me like I could cry just thinking about it and I don't know how to place that um, especially as someone who definitely believes that we should be taking care of other people and protecting other people I'm like very concerned for the psychological um, ripple effects that this is going to have on us ongoing long term and as a society and I I I hate it I hate it and I don't know how to wrap my head around it I don't know how to comment on it yet I feel like I need time and reflection but and it's also hot as hell in Philadelphia like it is and it's just broke a little bit like it's in the 80s now 80s Fahrenheit but it was 90s with a heat index of like low 100s for for a very long time and like it's I I don't I mean people are wearing masks in the heat but I don't know how people are doing that and so I'm lucky that I've been able to kind of just clear out and and let my dog out in a yard and bother my dad um but uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, uh, my situation is better than most people. So I don't really have anything to complain about if we're going to talk about a relative situation and comparing miseries. But um, I just, I'm just so like sad on a couple of different levels. And I, I don't know how, what to do with that. And so I'm just letting it be for now and being miserable and trying to figure out how to take care of myself and what that means is it's been you know I have this question of like do I want to live in the city anymore and that's like a huge and I have so many friends who who have already left and who are now leaving the city and so now I don't really have any friends in Philadelphia and and then the question is okay where do I go and then I look at real estate in California because that's where my best friend from college lives and my sister lives and I'm like I can't afford anything and I just, I don't know. I feel like I needed, like, a change is going to come for me in my life and maybe where I live and maybe, I, I don't know what. It can't happen now during the mi middle of all of this, but I feel like something is going to have to change. Um, I want something to change, but I don't know what it is, and I don't know where I want to be. And I'm sure a lot of people feel like this right now, but uh, it's definitely how I'm feeling. And... And that's just that. That's like where I am. It's why I've been tweeting all these things about being miserable. Because I am. And I don't know what to do. And I hate the fucking heat. Add a mask to it and it makes me want to cry. Add the fact that I haven't heard from my agent in two months. And I've been twiddling my thumbs wondering if I'm writing the worst book in the entire world. And, and, and add a pandemic in a, a, a country that hates each other and I just want to it's just sad just sad um everything is going to be okay maybe and people are good there are so many good people in this world oh my god <laughs> I'm gonna cry again 
um, there are so many good people in this world um, and I just I want I just want to be able to focus on what's important and I think that I have like almost lost sight of what's important especially because it's so clear to me right now how important human connection is especially when it's harder to come by um, and I'm just just trying to wrap my head around it I thank you very much for listening to this I know it was a little bit chaotic because I'm reading these angry comments and angry DMs and reading my letter to her but reading it to you and I hope that it was clarifying in some way I hope that you are doing okay and if you're not doing okay I hope that you understand that most people feel the same way and to be super kind to yourself and to trust that eventually this phase will be over I don't know what that's going to look like I don't know how long it's going to take I don't know what it's going to look look like after the fact I just realized that my dog is right here and she's been eating her bone for the last couple minutes so you've been hearing that the audio on this particular episode is terrible I'm so sorry not like that's anything new but I think it's particularly bad because I'm in a very big echoey room in my parents house there's a clock ticking there's a really really loud refrigerator I shouldn't have done it in here I should not have done it in here this refrigerator is the weirdest refrigerator in the entire world it is an industrial refrigerator and it looks really cool because it's all glass and you can see inside my mom like wanted to do something different but it is loud as fuck there's a clock ticking dog chewing caroline's like gonna cry no i'm not i was gonna cry earlier but everything's gonna be okay one day maybe and i appreciate you i'm glad that you listen i'll talk to you in two weeks if not sooner and check out the show notes for links um, and I also will be kind of jotting down the over the overall you know message of <laughs> I'm going to distill what I said what it took me 45 minutes to say I'm going to distill that into a shorter more succinct blog post and happy August I guess bye